Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our Provoke the Pastor series, in which our Heritage Bible congregation poses questions to our pastor, Jim Harris. This week's question is important to every believer. How can I know I'm saved? Some true believers struggle with doubt, while some who are not saved, who should doubt their salvation, steadfastly believe that they are saved. In 2 Corinthians 13.5, the Apostle Paul advises the Corinthians to examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Please listen to today's slice of this week's message as Pastor Jim assists us with this examination. Any of you ever worried? I, I, I have. It's part of the human condition. That's why the Bible says so much about what to do with your anxiety, what to do with your worries. Cast them on the Savior because He cares for you and He knows what you need. Don't you love the end of that? Each day has enough trouble of its own. So when you're worrying about tomorrow, you're inviting trouble into your life, but you won't have the grace to handle tomorrow until it's tomorrow. So don't worry about it. Here's another very practical one. I think that the list is about over here. You belong to Christ. It will show in how devoted you are to the one another commands of the New Testament. Uh, there are dozens of these commands. There's a, there's a Greek word, uh, alelon. It's a reflexive pronoun. And it, 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 the, the only way to translate it in English is one another to one another, for one another, with one another, by one another. And there's, go ahead and look it up. You, you don't even have to find it in Greek if you have a good uh, search engine on a, in an English computer Bible or just, a, just a, a, a concordance. You can find there are dozens of these commands that tell us about relating to each other. I'll, I'm just giving you the one here that's kind of generic. Romans 12.10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in serving. Now, you can't one another people if you're not together. Now, you're here. Don't sprain anything, but you've taken at least the important first step. You can congratulate yourself on being with one another. We are here together with each other. The world has the right to look and see how we treat one another and to get a picture of what Jesus is like. All right? Close your ears for a minute. Don't bother with this. My friends on the other side of the camera there. Some of you aren't with us because it would be very very bad stewardship for you to be here. There's an autoimmune disease. There's a there's a uh, a respiratory problem of some kind, we're glad to be able to do this. But if you're interested enough 
to watch a church service via live stream and you are able-bodied and you're not here, I have to ask, why? We miss you. We need you. We love you. You have gifts that can't be exercised with one another if you're not here with us. So we provide this service for those that are physically incapable of being here. There are some people that are thousands of miles away that, uh, that watch our live stream. Hallelujah, that's great. And I hope you're with your local church when you have a chance to be there. But if you're away from here by choice, my friend, you better look at this list and ask yourself the hard question, am I showing my brothers and sisters in Christ that I love them? And I need them, and I want to serve them in His name. Think about that. All right, you can open your ear gates again, you who are here. But when you find yourself doubting, start with these questions. What do I believe? Uh, How am I living? And then, uh, so, so what should I do when I doubt? Well, I think you should look at question number one and question number two. What do I believe? And then, might my doubts be because I'm not living in light of what I say I believe? I thought of one other idea that might work for you. We don't have a lot of time to develop it. You can go back. I I reviewed this in uh, Ephesians chapter 2 when we got to verses 8, 9, and 10. But another way that you might look at this is to ask yourself about the five solas that summarize the Protestant Reformation. Sola Scriptura, am I trusting in the Bible alone Do I remember that my feelings are unreliable and they will often lead me in the opposite direction from the truth? Sola fide, do I believe that salvation is only by faith and I contribute nothing? Do I remember that nothing I can contribute to my, or nothing I can do can contribute to my salvation or to keeping my salvation? Sola gratia, all by grace am I trusting in Jesus Christ and Him alone? Do I realize it's not on my merit? completely by His grace, and I embrace His grace through faith as revealed in His Word. Solus Christus, am I trusting in Jesus and Him alone? Do I love my Lord and hate my sin? Soli Deo Gloria, do I believe that my salvation is only for the glory of God? It's not a matter of what people think of me. The issue is, am I pleasing to Him Scripture alone, faith alone, grace alone, Christ alone, for the glory of God alone. What a great deal this is. Now, I'm going to tag on another question. It's it's not unrelated because it has to do with how you feel in light of things that are going on around you. This is an excerpt of a much longer question from a seasoned saint. This is a somebody that I appreciate a lot. Here's what was written. I just cannot get over the feeling of helplessness at what I see happening to our country. Help me reconcile my belief and faith that God is in control with the chaos that surrounds us on all sides. How do you you deal with that? You know, there are people today that are maybe in uh, elementary school, 
and they're thinking that this world as we know it is their normal. Now, if you're 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 years older than them, you have a different perspective. You grew up in a country that was unique from all other countries where there was sort of a, a, a cultural Christianity that shaped the worldview and there was kind of a consensus about right and wrong and good and evil and, 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 and morality and all of that. And that's being very quickly eroded and being replaced. I don't like it. Okay, I mean, I... I remember my parents being worried about the, and they weren't even Christians, about the effects of uh, of uh, rock and roll, and those beatniks. That's an ancient name for hippies. It was even worse. And now we're looking for those are the good old days, right? How do you reconcile the belief and faith that God is in control with the chaos that's surrounding us? Let me give you a matter of perspective. What is happening in our country in the erosion of biblical values and a biblical worldview is that we are rapidly catching up with the conditions under which most believers in Jesus Christ have lived their whole lives. Okay? We have been in an unrealistically, I'm not sorry about it, we've been in an unrealistically blessed state. And in a lot of ways, we've squandered it. I mean, to elect people like we have elected who are completely pro-abortion, well, that means that they got a majority of the votes. Maybe we weren't as good as stewards as we might have been in previous generations. But understand this. You don't need to reconcile this with the faith that God is in control he is. That's question number one. Just two verses. Acts seventeen twenty six. The Apostle Paul is speaking and he says, He made from one every he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. Every nation's existence and boundaries predetermined by God even if they came into existence as the result of rebellion, even if they came into existence as the, at the expense of tremendous carnage, God is in control. And this nation maybe doesn't, in the plan of God, need to be the greatest power in the world. Maybe not. I kind of like it that way, but maybe not. Job chapter 12, verse 23 He makes the nations great, then destroys them. He enlarges the nations, then leads them away. All right, it's time to cue the commercial again for come and study the book of Daniel with us on Wednesday night starting September 15th. God arranges all the times of all the nations over all the earth. What a great God we serve. How can I know I'm saved? He sent His only begotten Son. He said, if you believe in Him, you'll never perish. You'll have eternal life. There is no condemnation for those who are in Him. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.